So it's another warm one. The end of the world is obviously approaching very soon. Welcome to the James Well Radio Show podcast available right here on this platform. Are you awake? Yes, I, I'm sorry I'm here. I was just looking at my fader. I was... Uh... Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about the real problems of the world, shall we? And uh, there seem to be uh, many at the moment, most of them, of course, are self-inflicted, like the Brexit wound that we are now beginning uh, to realise. I, th- I, don't, I don't see any of the staunch Brexiteers. I haven't seen Michael Gove in the papers or heard him on radio or seen him on television for ages. Is he still OK? Is he still about or is he keeping his powder dry and considering the possibility of the next Prime Minister's position. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Uh, Theresa May has had to fly off to talk to uh, Monsieur Macron about uh, whether or not he'd sympathetically look at Britain and not give us such a hard time. Do you realise the amount of money that so far, our money, by the way, because it's all our money, it's all the tax money has been spent on this, the flipping bureaucrats and civil servants in this country that have been running around like headless chickens, that have been uh, trying to draw up proposals for new trade deals, that have been trying to open up new departments to take over the work that was done via the European Parliament that still has to be done by us, the amount of time, effort and money that has been wasted absolutely wasted by the whole Brexit fiasco. It just, it beggars belief that we as a nation have been so stupid. I suppose, well, we all do stupid things, don't we? All the time. All the time. We do stupid, stupid f***ing things all the time. I don't know why I'm surprised. But this is a self-inflicted wound that we ought to be able to heal quite quickly. And I'm sorry. I don't, as I've said many times, I don't, I don't think the European Parliament is any better than any other parliament. They're all hugely bureaucratic and they're all hugely scared of each, hugely scared, well, hugely scared of each other uh, and of making the wrong decisions. And being so scared and worrying so much, they usually do make the wrong decisions. Leaving Europe is going to cost us all a fortune. Um, and probably, of course, we won't really notice for a while And then we'll say, oh, well, you know, because we won't notice that the money that has been wasted, the money that we are having to spend and will continue to have to spend to separate ourselves, separate our laws. I'm not even talking about the the, the final settlement of whatever we owe when we leave in the same way that when you close a bank account, you have to pay off any debts you have on it. The amount of money that we are going to continue to have to spend, you're probably not going to notice it much. You'll notice it. Because there aren't enough doctors, there aren't enough uh, teachers, there aren't all those people paid out of the public purse. There'll be less. And then we'll find, oh, people aren't coming to this country to work. And then some of the Jeremy Kyle uh, viewers and listeners will actually have to get off their fat, saggy, soggy backgrounds and take their toothless grins into the employment agency and get a bloody job. Or am I being too harsh? Maybe I'm being too harsh. No. I, I just, it just, it, it, it seems that, you know, we were going along okay within, you know, certain parameters. And then suddenly David Cameron decides to give us a referendum because he's frightened of Nigel. And here we are. People think, oh, I'm fed up with politicians. Let's just, uh, let's just vote against it. Lots of people voting to come out 
because they're fed up with the political hierarchy. And I don't blame you at all. Uh, some people voting because they don't like foreigners and they don't want to be around foreigners. And you, actually, you can see how some Brits hate foreigners. When you ever go abroad to a, to a, to, and I've only been once or twice, I must admit, I was so appalled I've never been back. But you go to one of these sort of fairly, um, how can I put it, um, popular, I was going to say common, but popular holiday resorts in Spain or somewhere like that. And you see the way the common British person behaves. In the Union Jack shorts, the tight T-shirt over their fat beer gut. It's embarrassing. Sounds like a nature programme. Sounds like a what? A nature programme. Yeah. Well, it should be a nature programme because luckily these people should be in, uh, in short supply. I mean, where, where did we, as, a, a, as a, a country renowned for its manners, its good taste, its, where did we go wrong? Where did we suddenly breed this generation of, of scumbags who can't behave themselves, who wander around with a pint of lager in one hand and, and, and a T-shirt in the other because they've taken it off to reveal their disgustingly overweight bodies to everybody who wants to look? Where did we go wrong? Uh, I think it was back in the day when we started selling handkerchiefs for people to tie knots and put on their head. Do you know, even a handkerchief knotted on a head, sitting in a suit, on a deck chair, on the beach, in Brighton or Margate or somewhere like that, was preferable yeah, but to it was the a... yobbo element that we seem to have created in society over the past 20 years. It was a slippery slope from there, though. Was it? Mm. Yeah. No more are we content with building sand castles and sticking a little flag in the top. Now we have to shout and sing ridiculous songs and walk around in a threatening manner. No wonder the world is f***ed. So, you know, here we are. We've got fabulous weather at the moment. It's uh, slightly verging on too hot. Um, and, and I haven't heard many of the, uh, the doomsayers, the greenies. I haven't heard many of the Guardian readers coming out much about, oh, well, we, we warned you and now it's too late. Because, you know, every now and then you get a hot summer. And we've got one. The problem in this country is we're not ready for it. We're not, we're not able. If it gets too cold or too wet or too hot, we grind to a halt, don't we? And the interesting thing is that the proper climatologists, the people who look at this, say, look, the climate has always changed, will always change, and is changing at this moment. And it goes in periods, I'm led to believe, where the change in the climate speeds up a little bit and uh, the, the, the climates in different areas change. And we're going through perhaps a period like that. On the other hand, we're just going through a hot summer. Get over it. I bet you anything you like, in the next week or so, we will get torrential rain and flooding. And the winter will come and we'll get snow drifts higher than your head. And everybody will be complaining about that. That's not good news. I'm changing my garage roof next week. Well, I would get on with it. Okay, I will. You know, I would do it this week. Okay. Depending when anybody's listening to this. I mean, you could be listening to this in the year 2525. Let me know how my garage roof looks then. Yeah, because that's, um, that, 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 this is here for forever, isn't it? This is never going to go away. Never going to, like Rick Astley. Yeah, it's never going to, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just fed up with it. I'm just fed up with it. You know, we are, we're, we're sitting here, our Prime Minister, bless her cotton socks, is running around Europe trying to, on one hand, apologise for the mess we've got into and how can we sort this out the best way. You've got Jacob Rees-Mogg going, well, we just leave, just leave, it'll be fine. World trade, uh, what's it, and we'll be fine. Well, we won't. 
We live in a small world and we have to get on with our neighbours and all this, oh, well, we're going to get our lamb from New Zealand. We don't need to get our lamb from New Zealand. Our farmers can supply the meat that we need and if we need more, it's in the near continent. You know, it's just, what, what, is, what is going on in the minds of some of these moronic idiots? That's what I want to know. If you've got any answers, get in touch. Uh, JamesWellRadio at gmail.com. JamesWellRadio at gmail.com. That is the way to get in touch. Right, the other thing, of course, is uh, the, the news, sad news over the last week that uh, another rap artist has been killed, one of these artists who, uh, who performs what they call drill music. I'm not really sure what it is. It's not the sound of a drill, but it's apparently rap music that is fairly provocative. And then they put the, their raps up online and they aggravate each other with it. And uh, it's got so bad that, that some of these people have now been killed. What, are we, what, what sort of society are we heading into? Where do you hear this music? I don't, have you heard this drill music? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, obviously I've seen uh, rap battles. I am assuming it's the next step on, isn't it, where obviously mm. they're having a go at each other properly. Yeah, but if they're having a go at each other properly and it is resulting in the death of one or other and a number, isn't it time that our police or, or, or the authorities or somebody looked at the music, who's making the music, who's supplying the music, where are the radio stations who are playing it, where are the record companies, if any, that are putting it out? Isn't it time that we actually took it seriously? Take some criminal action before it gets out of hand. Well, the police haven't got enough money to do it now because we've spent all this money on Brexit. So uh, I think it was the chief... Uh, Chief Constable of the West Midlands, who said he was very sorry if it was not the West Midlands, I apologise, I think it was, um, who says, uh, one of the Chief Constables anyway did, who said he apologises, I can't actually protect the public in the way I would wish because our resources are not good enough. You know, and people, a lot of people are struggling. We're being told that the economy is not bad and that the interest rates have just gone up by a quarter of 1%. Um, but a lot of people still don't have as much money as they used to. And, and we've still got this problem of the gap between the very rich and the ordinary ones of us. And I don't actually understand how management, uh, well, not usually management, but, but director level and boss level and everything else, they're taking much bigger cuts, but their workforces are not getting paid enough. So that you have, let's take a supermarket, I don't know whether it might, you know, or a big company that has lots of directors and lots of people on very, very big salaries taking bonuses. Um, and then the workforce, the people who are actually making the money, maybe the people behind the tills, maybe the people stocking the shelves, uh, a lot of those people are on income support. So we're basically, we are paying the wages uh, for people working in companies that are doing very well and paying bonuses to their directors. Now, how does that work? It is a bit crazy, yeah. Well, I think it's exceptionally crazy. Never mind it's a little bit crazy. I think it's exceptionally crazy. I don't think there's a way out of it, though, is there? Well, no. There probably isn't a way out of it. Well, of course, what are you talking about? Of course there's a way out of it. Well, you pay the staff more and yeah. uh, the directors get less, but then they put the prices of the products up to compensate. It's just a vicious circle. Well, then maybe there has to be, and I didn't think I'd ever hear myself say this, but maybe... There has to be uh, some kind of uh, cap on what a director can actually earn uh, compared with what the workforce earns. Yeah, and then the wife of the director becomes a director, so that's two directors. It's it, it just never-ending, is it? There's, there'll be a way. 
for, for the people at the top to make more money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they shouldn't be able to make more money if they are not paying their staff a fair wage. If they're paying themselves whatever they want, and then the staff who are making the money for them are being subsidised by you and me, the taxpayer, that ain't fair. Indeed, it is not fair at all. Yeah. All right. Um, I think it's time for uh, for a bit of music, or shall I just carry on ranting? I've got another one. You got another one? I think we should all be more concerned, to be honest, who's going to be the next Prime Minister. I mean, Corbyn has gone up. Could you imagine Corbyn as the Prime Minister of this country? It would be a joke. Can't be any worse, though, can it? Oh, I don't know. Nationalise everything. Put a cap. Well, I was talking about capping wages, but doing it the wrong way just because you don't uh, like anybody having any wealth is not really going to be the way, is it? OK, we'll stick with May then. Well, no, we're not going to stick with May. She doesn't want to be there. I, you can tell that. So who are we going to get? It can't possibly be Michael Gove, surely. Is he the one that looks like a schoolboy? Yeah, the one with the exploding lips. You know, they, they break out every now and then. He has to put cream on them. Not that that's a bad... I mean, you know, he can't help that. Yeah, I just know him as being the, the schoolboy look with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly him. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. Well, why not have him for a bit? Well, there must be somebody more dynamic, surely. Yeah, well, we'll every six months we'll, we'll have someone new. Well, you see, that's the problem. Nothing gets done because we have five yearly terms and then there's an election and then maybe we kick everybody out or maybe we don't and then they all change their minds and start afresh. So nothing in this country really ever gets completed or done because we only work in five-year cycles and that is a problem. Yeah, you can imagine like a Trump-style person coming in every five years, knocking everything down and rebuilding. So, yeah, I can see your point. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, Trump will probably get another term, and by the time he's done eight years, he probably will have... He's, he's achieved quite a lot already. Hopefully what he's achieved, they'll keep. Well, you, you see, that's the problem. Just because of their, their political views, politicians come out after they've got the other side out and they change everything because they feel differently. And that's why we're in a cock-up. Let's just not have anybody leading. Let's just lead ourselves. That, that's what the Brexiteers say, but you can't do that. You can't live outside the rest. Of, you can't live out without your neighbours. You can't. Even if you try in your own road to sort of ignore all your neighbours, then life becomes difficult. Oh, I'm managing it okay so far. Well, you see, your life becomes difficult. But, I mean, you you can't do that. You have to trade. You have to speak to people. You have to, you know, if you don't get on with people, the, the problem is you fall out with them, and goodness only knows where that's going to end. Yeah. As you've probably experienced. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on to something else. Yeah, well, there we are, you see. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about something more serious, actually. You know, I want to talk about... Um, the fact that there have been a couple of stories recently of people talking about forced marriages or arranged marriages or whatever, um, and uh, and how one culture um, brought from a foreign country uh, to a country where it is not acceptable, it doesn't happen here, it's not the way we do things. Um, and some of these uh, forced arranged marriages, and there is a difference, but sometimes it's a very tenuous difference, um, result in, in young girls being taken abroad, forced to marry, even when they're under underage, as far as this country is concerned. Um, and, and I think one of the problems we have is there is very, very bad integration in this country. So that people, and, and listen, 
those of us who are, are white sort of British people of, of, of only what you might call Norman, Roman or Anglo-Saxon or, or Scandinavian heritage rather than Caribbean, African or other or, or Anglo-Indian, whatever the terminology you want to use, um, ha- have one kind of culture, other, other countries have another. And I think if you're going to live in a, a country that is predominantly West and has the culture of Western countries, it's not going to help if you come and you try to live as you used to live in the country you left. I suppose I'm going to have to be very careful here, but um, I think people will understand what I'm saying. Uh, the problem when you talk about this, people either accuse you of being racist or say, I'm not racist in any way, shape or form. I would like to see everybody get on better. And I think the problem this country has is like lots of places around the world. But, you know, let's focus on here first. We don't do integration. There are not nearly enough um, uh Communities from from afar now, new communities from afar, because we're all from somewhere. Very few uh, of us probably originate from the tribes that inhabited this country thousands of years ago. In fact, probably the people who inhabited this country from thousands of years ago came from, we're all supposed to have come from somewhere in Africa anyway, aren't we? So here's the thing. If you make your choice to live in this country, then you need you need to integrate with the country. If if Brits are bad at this as well, they go and retire in Spain and live in little communes with other Brits. What's the point? Except they go there because they're elderly, and uh, they want to live out their days in in sunshine. I, I can't blame them for that. Younger people go to live in another part of the world, do assimilate better. But people have come with very strong cultures to this country, and they want to continue to. And I'm glad. Listen, we benefit from from cultures far and wide. This is a huge melting pot of a nation, and that is great. But if you don't enjoy it, if you want to try and hang on to the way you think you should live, uh, which is alien to the way this country goes, you're not going to be very happy. There are lots of kids over here whose parents uh, came from another country who try to insist their kids hang on to those things. Yet when the kids are at school and playing with their mates, they live a different life, come home and pretend to be something they're not. What a, what a strain on anybody. What a strain on anybody. People on both sides of the colour divide who don't like intermarriage. The best thing for this country could be more and more mixed marriages. It would be excellent for this country. You know, if you wear clothes that are relate to another area that make you stand out and make it look as if you're not really happy being here, then there are going to be loads of problems. And there are people who try not to learn the language. There are people here who have kept their wives locked behind doors and haven't allowed them to learn the language for years. People have been here 30, 40 years who still don't speak English. That can't be good for that individual human being. And it's a couple of problems. We we bend over backwards to accommodate people who wish to hang on to the way of life they used to know. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. And one of the worst things are the community leaders. And I was having this discussion with Syra Khan on talk radio the other day. Did I mention my program on talk radio? Seven o'clock until 10. The highest ratings it's ever had recently, by the way. Not I forgot re- to mention that. No, no, no. no, no anyway, 
Uh, Sarah was one of the people I was in the Big Brother house with, and she now uh, appears on talk radio with Eamon Holmes from time to time. And she was saying the same thing. She comes from an Asian background, and she says one of the worst things in her view, so she has more right perhaps to speak on. Well, no, actually, she doesn't. We're all British. We can all speak about this. Unelected community leaders. If you live in an area, your community leader is your member of parliament. Not some bloke who sits around with a, a bunch of other people and says, I think we should start a community uh, association and we'll be. No, not them. You know, you can, you, can, you can keep your cultures, and lots of people do. Greeks keep their cultures over here, Spanish, French. You know, but you can still assimilate. You can still mix in. Let's face it, um, Indian food is one of the most popular pastimes in this country. And a lot of us have, have good relationships with our local Indian restaurant and uh, fairly friendly with the waiters and maybe the boss, you know. But then how often do you mix with them outside going into their restaurants for a meal? Not often. So we need to do something about this. And I actually think it is the community leader syndrome that keeps people in communities. We ought to keep the community stronger. No, you haven't. This community is Britain. And if you want to make your home here, and I hope everybody who lives here enjoys living here and wants to live here, enjoy living here. There are things that you might have done in the old country that we don't do over here, and you can't hang on to them. And I think it's about time some people started saying this a little more loudly. You live in a community, you have a community leader. The community leader you vote for every five years or so, that's your politician, your member of parliament. They are your community leader. I remember years ago in, in Yorkshire, I was working when they tried to, I think they still have what they call, strangely enough, uh, the Islamic parliament or something like that. Ridiculous waste of time. It isn't a parliament. And then we have certain people saying, oh, well, you, you can't do this under Sharia law. Well, there is no Sharia law in this country, nor will there ever be any kind of religious law in this country, I hope. You want to follow a religion? Fine, you go to your place of worship if that's what you want to do, but don't bring it into the day-to-day -day living uh, because there are so many different religions people follow. You're only going to start arguing with each other. Keep it to yourself. So I can never understand people who want to dress up to promote their religion, wear clothes that say, I am this or that. Community leaders will hate this because, of course, they have a little power base. They uh, have made themselves important in their own little communities. But I truly believe that if we didn't have community leaders and, you know, all this, the community business, we're all a community. We live in a country. Your local community has a local council. You elect people onto the local council. You elect your local politician. You don't need another layer of unelected bureaucracy. That's what I think. What do you think? Call us. Oh, no, we're not on air. Text me. No, oh, no, no. Why don't you just send me an email to jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. And if you're one of those community leaders, I'd like to hear your thoughts as well. Um, I think it's probably music first and then tech talk because I've been going on for a long, long time now. So why don't we take a little bit of music? We always say on the, uh, on the James Well Radio podcast produced by Robbo, he's very quiet at the moment. I don't know why. He's worried about his roof. 
Yes. If you have some music and you would like us to play it on the show, just uh, send it in. Rob will tell you how to do it. Yeah, email jameswellradio at gmail.com. Mark it for my attention, which is obviously Rob. Include the MP3. That's always handy. Permission to play because we don't pay. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll play it out. Easy. Well, if you want to send the money for us to pay, then we'll... Uh, yeah. Can you do um, Okay. So didn't we play Nina Smith on the show last week? No, the show last week was an hour long, really long show last week, and I had to take the music out, so we'll put it in this week. Oh, we, I thought we played it. Okay, well, this is great. She really is good. She's a, a, a new talent. She's uh, Nottingham's most talked-about new act. She's called Nina Smith, and uh, this is a track called Run Out.
Nina Smith and Run Out, uh, a new track by one, as I said before, of Nottingham's most talked about new acts. Very good. I thought that was excellent. Uh, now, if you uh, would like to know what's happening in the world of tech, then the man to tell us is Rob, and here's Tech Talk. Okay, dokie. Um, have you ever heard of the social media site Reddit? No. They claim to be the front page of the internet, which is not really true because it's Google, isn't it, really? That's the front page, is it? Everyone's computer has Google on it. Anyway, Can might... I just stop you a minute? Yeah. I've got loads of little dead flies dropping. Like, it's because it's so hot. They get into the house. And then have you got any? I've got no flies. No? No. Uh. Well, I've got some on my trousers, but that's about it. No, no. Just got one on the computer then. Right, okay. Yes. Reddit. Yeah. Uh, You've read it. Okay. No. Oh, I see what you mean. Reddit, yeah. Reddit. It's a web page. It's like a forum. Loads of posts, and you upvote the posts that you like, and then mm -hmm. the ones that are up are on the front page. And they call themselves the front page of the internet. Um, they've had a massive data breach, but they won't say how many uh, people's data has been lost or stolen. It's where you normally go on and post yeah. something that uh, you just want to post anonymously. Then, uh, yeah, then well, that's good, isn't it? You can find out who's done it. There's nothing worse than anonymity. Reddit will obviously have to come out with the information of how many people got hacked. Yeah. It was basically employees' computers, and they stole all the database information off employees' computers. Do we ever find the people who do this? And, and when we do, do we hang them? Uh, no, we usually find the companies that uh, have the data stolen from. Right. So Reddit themselves okay. will get the fine, <clears throat> I imagine. Okay. Uh, yeah, crowdfunded Sinclair Vega Plus, um, probably one of the most talked about crowdfunding campaigns. Do you remember the old Sinclair Spectrum computers? Yeah, vaguely. Um, a few years ago, they brought out a thing called a Vega, which was like a pocket-sized uh, computer that you could play all the retro games on. It was a huge success. So they came up with the idea of making a portable computer, a bit like a phone, but a Spectrum phone. Um, right. Had uh, Sinclair himself on as one of the directors of the company. Well, it ran into loads of problems, failed delivery attempts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Loads of threats from um, the crowdfunding uh, website themselves that they're going to send debt collectors around to the company, et cetera, et cetera. More promises that the devices will be delivered. And finally, the other day, some of the devices got delivered to some people, and it's utter shit. Bad, badly made, doesn't work properly. Um, and to top it all... Sky, who now own the name Sinclair because they bought it off uh, Amstrad when they took over the uh, satellite box manufacturer, um, have now said that they can't use the name Sinclair on any of their products. <laughs> Which I don't know how it works because technically they've already been bought years ago because it's taken <laughs> a, a few years to actually get this device to the hands of people. So the sale has already been made, so they may get around it, but uh, there'll be no future products with this company. Mm. Retro okay. Computers Limited is the company. Uh, Google it. It's quite interesting. Um, crowdfunding gone wrong, basically. Mobile phone calls are becoming less and less. People aren't talking on phones anymore. Are they? No. Well, they do then. I talk on the phone all the time. Uh, they text or they uh, yeah. may video message, maybe. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I do do texts. I do do quite a lot of texting. You don't phone me as often as you used to. I get worried. Don't I? No. All oh, right. You used to wake me up every morning when you used to come back from uh, BBC Radio Essex. You were my alarm clock. Well, I used to find that if you're not up by nine o'clock, you should be. <laughs> I'll start ringing you at sort of midnight if you want, if you're not careful. Yeah, that's okay. I'm always up then. Yeah. 
Well, no, you can ring me. My phone bill was far, far more expensive than yours last month. I'm, it, but you've always had a high phone bill. I know. I'm trying to sort that out. Yeah. Don't don't get on my case. I'm not happy at the moment. Uh, do you remember right, last week? Go on. Last week I, I mentioned 3D printed guns were coming back to the uh, internet. Mm. Our friend uh, the Donald has stepped in and said this is not right. So they're they're now being stopped again. Oh, I thought he would have liked that. No, no, he's against it. All right. Well, quite rightly too, really, because, you know, um, if you're going to have a gun, you need to be trained how to use it properly and know the parameters of use. Well, it's not that, really. The major concern is the fact that you can obviously wander through an airport with one undetected. I tell you, the Glock automatic pistol, which is a pistol of choice of the American police, I think, um, is uh, made in Germany, is mostly plastic. Yeah, but they have some metal parts in it. This 3D-printed gun is pure plastic. Only the well, bullet would be yeah. detected. Well, if you can make a 3D gun in plastic, then the arms manufacturers have already made it. Trust me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that there's um, real plastic guns probably in the world, but yeah. Uh, yeah. you can't buy them. And I'm not sure whether you can or you can't. I mean, there are a lot which are made of uh, of carbon fibre, um, and that, what is it called, Kevlar? I think that goes into making some of them as well, some of these very hard materials. From what I read, it's it's a law in America that you're not allowed to make an undetectable weapon. Quite right, too. Absolutely right. So I'm, what I'm saying is that I'm sure they're already out there. I'm sure. I'm sure there are. Well, when the 3D printed gun first went on the internet, it got downloaded tens and tens of thousands of times. Yeah. So I imagine yeah. that the blueprints are already out there. But it's, I mean, in fact, to be mm. honest, it's obviously still online. You can. There's going to be parts of the internet like the dark yeah. web where you can get the blueprints anyway. So it's just... Mm. It's out there. Well, don't. The problem is that that we have to realise that, that you just ban something. It doesn't mean it goes away. Not at all. They're just advertising Mm. the fact, I suppose. In fact, we should Mm. stop talking about it because now people are going to want to go and find these blueprints. I think you should edit this whole lot out, yeah. I'll take it out. Play another record by Nina Smith. (laughs) Apple is now the first public uh, company worth $1 trillion. Do you know, I was asked the other day, do I want to talk about this on the radio show? And I said, no, I'm not really interested. Why? Good for Apple. I'm very, very happy for you, but it doesn't make any difference to me. When are they going to bring the price of the phones down? That might happen because obviously less and less people are buying Apple flagship phones now because they're A, too expensive, and B, the phone that they currently have is good enough. Yeah, and nobody needs to earn that much money. I still have an iPhone 6. I've still got an iPhone 5SE. Yeah, so both of us have got the sort of, uh, then we got the 6, 6S, then you got the 7, then you got the 8, and then you got the 10. So we're way behind. But the phones we're using, we can still make phone mm. calls on, even though we're making less and less of them, apparently. Yeah, I probably should get another phone at some point. I've had this one for quite some time. What was the other thing? Um, Amazon, they only paid £1.7 yeah. million pound tax. How much? £1.7 million tax. That's ridiculous, isn't it, with the amount of money that they're making? I mean, I know business people who pay that sort of tax on their own. You know, if somebody earns a few million pounds, a couple of million, maybe your 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 earnings um, are four or five million pounds a year, you're going to be paying more than that much money in tax yourself, aren't you? Yeah, well, here's the thing. So I'm going to have to do a little bit more sort of reading into it, but According to Amazon, they only made £80 million in the UK sales profit. Mm. 
which when you well, think about it... It's, you're taxed on your profit, aren't you? Yeah, you are. Yeah. They also, they also, so, sorry. You would be paying more than £1.7 million tax on £80 million profit. Yeah, but there are there are other circumstances of why it's obviously. But obviously, that's what they're into, supposed to pay. That's what the government says that they should mm. be paying. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to get away with it. So obviously, no, I agree. I'm I'm not saying it's anything to do with them. I'm saying that that you know that that sounds to me to be a ridiculously small amount of money for a company that are making so much money. But if they can legally do that, good luck to them. Why is it a news story? Why, if the government think this is unfair, haven't they stopped the loopholes? Because nobody listening to this is going to pay more tax than they are asked for. I mean, why not Why not sort of offer up a bit more? I mean, when you, your tax bill comes in, send a couple of grand more. Say, look, I'm sorry, I don't think I'm being charged enough. I should be paying more tax. How many people are doing that? I don't know. When you're employing, I don't know, something like 14,000 people all paying their stamp and their tax and they're no longer claiming off the government or not as much off the government. I suppose the government's a bit more lenient to bigger companies, maybe. Well, maybe it is. But th th in that case, this is not a story. You, you, well, I'm sorry. I'm just reporting the tech news. Yeah, well, well, Amazon pays £1.7 million pounds in tax uh, is the story. Um, and the story is pointed as if that's just nowhere enough. That's true. Nowhere near enough. I mean, yeah. so, so uh, you know, if the government don't think that's enough, they or the inland revenue, they should be putting the bill up. And if, for some reason, there are so many loopholes, then maybe the law has to be changed. I don't think the government is saying that. I think it's just the media saying that. Well, that's what I think, too. Um, I mean, 1.7 million tax on a company like Amazon doesn't seem a lot. But then they might have loads of expenses. Yeah, they, they don't actually make that much profit because the prices on Amazon are so low that it's obviously selling millions and millions of items at a very yeah. low profit margin. Think of the delivery it's, costs that they have to pay. Oh, yeah, well, I suppose you don't pay delivery, do you, on Amazon stuff, do you? Or do uh, you? We, you don't if you're an, a Prime member. And, and obviously their deliveries, well, yeah, we could go into their deliveries. I mean, that's one thing that the company could sort out. I mean, I order... <laughs> A lot of stuff of Amazon and if I put five orders in um, with Amazon they'll all come in separate deliveries on the same day mm. and they'll all come from the same warehouse or one or two of them will come from the same warehouse but they won't put them all in one big box at the end of the day and so say send them to Rob they'll send them all out in huge boxes with two or three different couriers it's very crazy and it's all free delivery as well so obviously that comes off their profits so and they must make a huge loss on certain things so, there must be loads and loads of people setting up as delivery drivers now, mustn't there? I think so, yeah. I mean, obviously, they've yeah. got their core delivery companies, and then you can uh, be a delivery driver and then work for yourself nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a knock at the door at 8 o'clock this morning. Somebody sent me some roses. Wasn't me. No, I know. Uh, right, okay. So what are we doing next? Films. Films, Yeah. Yeah. There's not been much in the way of good films out lately, it has to be said. Uh, no, the usual, well, yeah, there's been a couple, not nothing major. It, it's summer. Nobody's watching films in the summer. They're out on the beach. So uh, the, the, the Mission Impossible one I saw last week, which I talked about, that's one to go and see. And one to go and see this week is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, no, it must be a flipping cartoon, is it? No, it's a 
Live action film is a, one of the, it's a, a Marvel comic thing, obviously, yeah. um, but it's very good. Good idea. The man can shrink himself to the size of an ant, and then obviously he can grow as well. And uh, bigger than an ant. Bigger than an ant, yeah. Well, bigger than bigger than a man. Bigger than a man, yeah. Loads of comedy. Very good. It's part of the yeah. um, Avengers, all that kind of stuff. And wh- who's the wasp? Um, the wasp is a female. I thought so. Sexist. She can fly. She got wings. Mm. He can't fly. He can't fly. No, he's an ant. Maybe yeah. because obviously ants grow wings at certain times of year, don't they? Maybe he can grow some wings in the next one. Are are flying ants the same as ordinary ants, or are they a different species? Well, they're the same species, but um, I'm not sure. Um, I thought they grew their wings at certain times of the year so they can fly up and mate, and then they lose their wings or die, and then the new batch comes the following year. All right, I don't know. Nature's so cruel, isn't it? And then the time to kill them, obviously, is when they're flying in the air, so they can't yeah. breed. If you have... Well, you need ants. There's no point in killing ants because it's all part of the food chain. Not when they're outside your patio. Well, just step over them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Right, okay. Uh. Is that it, then? Well, I've done enough, haven't I? You don't want me to talk yeah. anymore, do you? No, not really. I thought I thought we'd do questions for the whale now, shall we? Uh, well, that involves me talking more. Yeah, I know. Well, I've seemed to have spoken for three quarters of an hour without meant much inter inter inter. Um, oh, I can't remember what the name is. Interaction from you. The I, name is the word is. I don't like. You can to tell it. it's getting hot. I don't, Thirty-three degrees where I was yesterday. That's hot. That's very hot. Yeah. It's, you're going to Spain, it's going to be up in the 40s if you're down in southern Spain over the weekend. I'd be careful. It's, it's less than 20 here. Yeah, but you're in Wales. Of course it's less than 20. Okay. I mean, you're in North Wales. It's going to be less than that again. <sighs> Should we get on with the questions then? Actually, South Wales is beautiful, where my mother comes from, and uh, the Gower and all around there, and it'll be really nice over this weekend there. That's where we should be heading for, not to Cornwall or Devon, to the Gower. Well, if you're paying for the ice cream, I'll go. Yeah. Well, you won't ever be. You're in North Wales, you see. I can get there from where I am far quicker than you can because you haven't got any roads. That is very true. I have to go into England and then down and then back into Wales, yeah. Have you never driven down through the middle of Wales? You can do that. It, it takes. I've done it. Yeah, it's, it's nice, but you only want to do it once. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. But why have they never built a road from North Wales to South Wales? It's one of them things they keep talking about in the Welsh Assembly. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah, dear, oh dear. Right, go on then. Stuart Jones, what do you think of the comedian Chubby Brown? Stuart, um, I have met Chubby Brown a few times. It's a bit old hat now, Stuart, really. Karen's homemade. How is your cushion? Oh, Karen, very, very nice. It's there, pride of place on my bed. Karen made me this wonderful cushion, and uh, she made it out of whale material, little whales all over it. It's really nice, Karen. Have I not got back and thanked you for it? I thought I had, but if I haven't, I am very sorry. It's lovely. Thank you. She sent me some bibs. What? Oh, he dribbles, Karen, yeah. He does dribble. Yeah, there we go. Thank you for those bibs. Very nice. Uh, Alec Berry. What happened to the James Whale show? He's never going to hear this in theory. Well, why is he asking the question if he doesn't know where it is? I don't know. It's it's on YouTube. Go check it out. Yeah. 
Talk Radio. Lee Harlow, does James interview book authors? Not often. But if you've got any suggestions, Lee, let us know. Jeffrey Archer, we've had him on the show. We've had Jeffrey Archer on the show. Yeah, loads. Yeah, hang on. You you missed that uh, person above it because you can't pronounce their name, can you? No, it was about talk radio. Oh, was it? Why if I still from... Ah, will, will you finally steal the 10 p.m. slot from Mr. Lee and return? You see, John, no, because I don't really think I want to be out that late at night anymore. Mr. Lee is doing such a, a fantastic and splendid job. Um, and I have more listeners where I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rob James. Uh, my therapist told me to write letters to all the people I hate and then burn them. I've done that, but what do I do with the letters? Oh, Rob, no, you took it the wrong way, man. You should have burnt the letters. You're going to be in such shit. Craig W. North. <laughs> uh, do you miss the days of Radio Air Red Rose, James? Radio was great and inventive back then, rather than the bland industry it has become. Uh, who was that? Um, Craig W. North. Craig W. North. Well, Craig, you're not listening to talk radio. I'm always getting into trouble on talk radio. Uh, the problem is, well, it's not a problem, Craig, is that when, when I started doing that, it was all new. Now, every radio station uh, in, the, in the country has some kind of late-night talk show with some chap on the phones. And uh, when I started in the 70s, it had never been done. So whatever you said, uh, people thought was new and inventive. Um, no, you can never go back. You can you can you can reminisce and look back, but you can't go back. You have to go forward. Dave Nowell, is that right? Newell. Newell. No, Nowell. Yeah. Okay. Dave. Id. Uh, yes. Why does Comfort Toilet Roll give me bum chap? I have no idea. I will go and see the doctor. I'm not medically qualified to really give you a proper answer on that question, except I think you're probably trying to get a very cheap laugh. What toilet paper do you use? Never mind. Get on with it. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to get exclusive then into the... Uh, no, I mean, it's a ridiculously stupid thing to talk about. Well, I, I, I use the Andrex with aloe vera. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Good for your bum. Now, I'm not arising to this, so get on with the next question. Uh, Nick Wright. Assuming that the universe is infinite and God is infinite, do you like brown bread or white bread for your toast? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fiona King, will you do a show with Carl Pilkington and where has Edna gone? Carl Pilkington? Hmm. Uh, the um, Yeah, I know who Carl Pilkington is. I'm just thinking, oh. yeah, it would be quite fun. I'd quite like to do a show with him, yeah. He's very interesting. I like him. Yeah, I do. Uh, where has Edna gone? Um, Edna went, funny enough, I'll tell you where Edna went. Edna actually relocated to Russia. I suppose you just have to... And re that's true. ...reprogram his uh, circuitry. Mm. Is he fluent in Russian? Ah, uh, you think he is now, yeah. Well, well we yeah. haven't... Is he a he or a she? I never could... Quite well, it doesn't, it doesn't... You don't really know. I mean, just a robot. and But got all, got all very arsy and then did off to Russia. Okay, and uh, finally, if Dave Benjamin, if a black cat crosses your path, is it good luck or bad luck? Well, I've always thought it was good luck, unless you run over it, and then it's very bad luck. Only for the cat. Well, yeah, but it's bad luck for you, because you don't like killing things, do you? And cleaning your car, yeah. 
Oh, why that's so sick? Why have you got to end my program on something nasty like that? Um, what toilet paper do you use? Bronco. Now, uh, I've had enough. I'm going to the pub. I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much indeed, everybody. Have a lovely time. Join us again on the James Whale Radio Podcast uh, right here. This has been our 250th show. And if you hated this, you should troll back through some of the other 250. They're all there on the website, jameswhaleradio.co.uk. And check it out. to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.